Hey everybody, welcome to episode 75 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. Today's topic for the day is how to move technology in-house after an outsourced MVP. And our guests are Tiraj Sharma and Anand Krishnan Gopalakrishnan of PlayApplo. Do check out foundersgyan.com slash EP75 for the show notes. And what are we waiting for? Let's hit the road. Hello everybody. Uh, today's guest on the show is Dhiraj Sharma and Anand Krishnan Gopalakrishnan. They had already come and talked about uh, overview to building a gamification platform. So I'm super glad to bring them back on Founders Gyan to talk about yet another topic that is uh, that they are experts experts in. Uh, so thank you so much, Dhiraj and Anand, for coming back on the show. Thanks for having us back. Thank you. Good to be back. I don't know if we are experts or not, but at least we have some experience. Experience. <laughs> topic, yes, right? experience. So we can share our, no, our not experience, experiences. Ex- experienced people in, in the topic that we are going to talk about. So uh, you can catch Dheeraj and uh, Anand's uh, talk on overview to building a gamification platform on foundersgyan.com slash EP72. So today's topic that we are going to talk about is how to move technology in-house after an outsourced MVPs. I think it's a very, very crucial and a very important topic. I think it's something that a lot of startups go through. Uh, they build the MVP, uh, they outsource the MVP basically, and then later on they have to move, move back in, in-house. Um, so thank you uh, guys for suggesting this topic because this never occurred to me. So I think uh, once you guys suggested it to me, I kind of understood uh, the importance of it and the challenges that are around this. So let's dive right into the key challenges in moving technology now. So can we define what are the major challenges that are there? Uh, let's let's maybe not talk about the solutions because each uh, startup might have their own way of addressing it. But what are the key challenges? Uh, fundamentally, right, uh, apart from the uh, aspects of technical challenges, building your own competence in-house and then that's all a given. I think the more fundamental challenge for the organization itself is resistance to change. Right? I mean, the founders, of course, we are talk, talking from a startup's point of view. It probably uh, will have to be measured in a different scale based on the size of the company that we are dealing with. But at least from a startup's point of view, it's just not the technological know how that you want to bring back in because we want to keep our core. Uh, USB close to our hearts and not uh, some third party vendor handling it. Second is I think the agility with which one could move from being in-house as against a third party vendor is Mm. always going to be a flux right? Mm. uh, The challenge that you will face is Mm. the third party vendors uh, is not seeing the urgency of what you your market is mm-hmm. as a as a product owner you mm-hmm. want it to be much faster and mm-hmm. so on. I think that's a key challenge and mm-hmm. and of course uh, being able to uh, mm-hmm. amicably bring in uh, assuming that you have mm-hmm. kept your in-house team ready mm-hmm. how ready are they to take in the uh, you know technological know-how and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. entire knowledge transfer and the usual mm-hmm. uh, you know rut that such transmission goes through mm. I think those are the key challenges mm. I think bringing something back in house in, in case you have decided to go out mm. so so I think uh, one of the questions that I had in mind was uh, 
I think uh, when you talk about challenges, I think you talked about both advantages as well as the challenges because I was envisioning the key challenge mostly in terms of uh, what are the uh, what are the stumbling blocks or, or yep. challenges that come up when you try to do this. But I think you also covered a bit of the advantages of moving things in house. Yep. So uh, I would like to ask a very very basic question in the sense like why do you want to move things in house in the very first place because. Uh, let's say I'm outsourcing my uh, development, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a complete black box to me. I don't need to worry about uh, anything, you know. Uh, so maybe development is not a good example because uh, because like there could be some specific uh, challenges around uh, you know speed and stuff like that. But I think we can pick anything, you know. Could be development, could be hiring, yeah. you know. Uh, so to me, if I have like the option um, maybe I would like it to be a black box you know just pay the necessary money for the service yeah. and yep. uh, get it done without taking the headache right so why should we first of all what's the main consideration in moving things in house I think that's a very important uh, point of view right uh, the main consideration uh, is probably two dimensional as that's why I mentioned that it the answer could vary with the size of company in mind, mm-hmm. right? If the larger company may uh, actually be com- comfortable in not taking the entire risk in in house and you know mm-hmm. keeping it at a th- as a third party risk. Mm-hmm. But a company such as ourselves, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. about twenty odd employees, uh, our core competency is technology. Mm-hmm. Our core competency lies with how quickly we are able to enable our ideas into productization using technology. Mm. Right? When that is a given, mm. uh, it was a very easy uh, choice for us that mm. we got to make sure that we control the key product mm. delivery aspect of it. Mm. Uh, and of course, yeah, with outsourcing comes a lot of uh, additional burden mm. of coordination, getting the things done. Mm. Uh, you know, in a small team, mm. it's much more amicable that the team sits in a war room and decide everything on the go, and mm. it's much more agile mm. as compared to third party. So, I think the size really matters here. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave alone the other aspects of taking in the pain of hiring your own team, maintenance, right. and things like that. Right? That comes right. with it. Right. But the benefits far, uh, you know, supersede yeah. what the cons of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I would know from my point of view, I think there three very clear reasons: uh, agility, uh, quantum of changes that actually uh, are uh, warranted in a startup like us, mm-hmm. and third is the technology team being completely aligned to the business. Yes. Mm-hmm. So these three things you cannot expect if you've outsourced the whole technology piece. Mm. So we had outsourced because of our you know, constraint, right? We could have only focused on so many things initially mm. to build the whole proof of concept, you know, mm. building a minimal value product. Mm. Uh, to quickly realize that you know, mm. these three things you cannot expect mm. is unfair to expect from a third party vendor. Mm. Agility, uh, ability to manage the quantum of changes that happen mm-hmm. and finally a team that aligns to the business mm-hmm. and that can only happen in-house so it's a very clear reason and kind of we could decide building okay. that in-house so, so Deeraj maybe this question is more relevant to you as the CEO uh, which is more uh, more expensive I mean outsourcing or uh, doing things in-house which, which turns out to be more expensive in the short medium long run uh, great question you know and uh, there are you know, a lot of vendors from a varying degree of uh, expense uh, involved right 
you know I'll, I'll put it out there it's, it's very very painful you know fact the, the fact is that you you get what you pay for right it's, I mean it's as simple as that right mm-hmm. uh, and we've gone through kind of that that motion ourselves uh, so you might think that okay oh, I've budgeted I'll put whatever right how many ever lakhs or crores for this piece and I'll throw this get it done right mm. uh, but it is never that way especially mm. for a product company mm. um, so if, if I was to kind of do it all over again mm. um, I would move this MVP in house much faster than I had done this time mm-hmm. uh, much faster uh, reason is still the same uh, and uh, and, I'm, and I'm not even counting the the non-tangible uh, impact of mm. the the delays due to lack of agility or lack of understanding that mm. thing. so um, I would highly recommend for a product company to have mm. pieces done in-house mm. and if we have to do MVP outside no mm. please have a clear map in front of you that okay in next three months or six months mm. here is the team that will come in mm. here are the potential people who will join me you know, I have those things going on mm. it has to come in-house no doubt mm. about it okay uh, so Anand, this is for you. Like as the CTO, I'm think uh, I'm thinking you are probably uh, more qualified to answer this. Of course, Tiraj uh, may also have some input. So, uh, building the necessary teams and infrastructure to get this uh, product in house, whatever you have built in house, uh, how crucial is the planning for that, or is it something that you just do on the fly? You know, okay, you decide one fine day that okay, we are going to bring it in house. Okay, start start like uh, I mean, let's. Let's talk about ideal scenario. Let's talk talk about reality <laughs> yeah. because reality that's what may have happened. <laughs> I don't want to uh, get into reality because reality is always like very uh, very frantic and crazy. Uh, but let's talk about the ideal scenario. What we should ideally do, you know, uh, how, how should we go about planning, getting the teams and infrastructure in place? Ideal scenarios, as you already mentioned, uh, Ram, it's one fine day. It all turns. We just switches turn a switch and it all comes in obviously it's far from reality right uh, I think planning is very essential as Dheeraj mm-hmm. mentioned you've got to have a very clear cut plan as mm-hmm. to if you have decided especially a small startup mm-hmm. especially a product startup mm-hmm. uh, it is essential that you keep uh, a few things in mind mm-hmm. when this it's a given that you've got to have a plan right mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, having not having a plan is planning to fail. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that uh, you have the capability, mm-hmm. which is the first key aspect. Mm-hmm. You have the potential in the market to cater to that capability, mm-hmm. and you have access to that potential, mm-hmm. which is a very important aspect. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had clearly mentioned that we won't have the bandwidth to uh, go out and hire, mm-hmm. so we tie up with some very. Uh, you know, uh, niche vendors, if you will, who cater mm. to the startup mm. uh, environment and they understand how agile we need to be, and mm. all those minute aspects have to be in place. And hopefully, you get, uh, thankfully, we had a great vendor, mm. who, a partner rather, mm. uh, who helped us do this, right? Mm. So, you got to plan, you got to really make sure what is the capability, what will be the productivity output. Your current vendor obviously has maybe worked through for six months, one year, mm. so they have the knowledge. They have the know-how. How do you transfer that into your new team? Mm. The new team will have a learning curve. Right. So all these aspects have to be embedded into the plan. Mm. And then comes the execution part of mm. it. A plan is a great plan. And unless it's executed, it's a tissue paper. Mm. Right. Yeah. If, you know, part of the uh, reason why we've done it successfully is our 
our prior corporate experience because yeah. we've done these things like multiple times, right? Right. You know, one vendor due to another vendor, taking it from customer side to our side. And, and that's the knowledge, that's the wisdom we carried. Mm. And uh, uh, thankfully, it was mm. quite literally quite easier said than done mm. uh, for us. Mm. But I think it is essential uh, to ensure that, you know, the emotions of the teams are also kept, uh, you mm. know, in a good shape, right? Mm. I mean, here's a vendor who knows that he's going to be plugged out. Right. You're going to cut the umbilical cord for him, so to speak. Right. And uh, here is a team that is having a pressure that, hey, come tomorrow when the switch is uh, turned off, we are expected to deliver, right? right? So I think it's also important from that point, from the emotional intelligence point of view to mm. support your in-house team, keep them motivated, saying mm. we are there, we'll do it. Ensure that the mm. uh, your vendor or partner who are is still is very serious enough to make sure that the knowledge transfer happens. It seldom is the case mm. in today's market. Well, the moment you you mm. say that hey, you know what, your contract is going to end in three months, mm. that day onwards he's going to give you a very stepmotherly treatment. Mm. That's the reality, mm. right? Uh, so that it becomes all the more important for you to motivate your own team mm. to ensure that they take the complete ownership that is when mm. it can be successful mm. so right. i think i think one of the uh, one of the probably good ideas uh, is to kind of have uh, uh, have even when you're outsourcing have like some of these boring uh, but essential stuff like documentation and things like that yeah. well documented uh, yeah. you know the processes and procedures well yeah. documented yeah. even before you i mean yeah. you could always tell your vendor that you know we need these to be kept in house yeah, yeah. so that when tomorrow a situation like this comes and even if the vendor is not very receptive to the change yeah. uh, you know at least there is a little bit of fallback fallback yeah yeah i recommended i think you know on that point uh, we'll mention the uh, one mistake we did when we were doing the whole outsourcing piece was uh, out we did not write a very comprehensive SOW. Mm. Right? If you put that piece out and you know, make sure that you detail out what all you expect from them in terms of documentation and all. Mm. Because you know, as a start right, you're also eager to get the product out. Right. So you're more excited about, oh, you know what, I have a real product out there. Okay. You're not thinking of this all the, you know, the background, the back office stuff, right? Mm. You document the schema, you say this is what this column is for, this is what the table is for, this is what the linkage is, this is how the code is, here are the documentation standards, right? Mm. Uh, please have to document it very nicely. Mm. Uh, while you build the plan for getting this is not just for startups, right? This is for all companies. Yeah, I, I, I think like bigger like bigger organizations do better, this because they're they're better late process. Mm. So, yeah, larger companies have a better rigor there, right? Better rigor, but I've worked in big companies and products. <laughs> And I can tell you, it's like just the same, you know, yeah. even if it's built in house, it doesn't matter. People will say, oh, what's the column used for? Let's take a guess. But it is, you, know, you know, you may have a whatever, like call the department, who police you and kind of you know, right. put you on the block, right? Here, you're the guy. You're yeah, the you're CTO, everybody. you're the CEO, you're the whatever. You're, you're the programmer right? in many cases. You are, it, yeah, yeah, you are it. And so nobody's ever going to ask you if you skip writing that clause in the sort of view. Right. So, and that is the, your, you know, we made that mistake. We will acknowledge that. Um, and again, we fixed it, of course, in the due course of time. But uh, mm. and yeah. that's the experience we are sharing, right? In hindsight, we know that that was a very right. grave mistake we have probably done, and right. we had to undergo a lot of uh, you know Trauma. heart burns for that <laughs> uh, because the vendor is no longer you know uh, responsible for it. But right. you still need to get it somehow from it. That's where I guess 
uh, you know a relationship ultimately helps you mm. uh, win it and and try to bring it uh, as smoothly as possible right. inside okay uh, so i have uh, a personal question for you guys so uh, what is the best advice you have ever heard like either of both of you so and something that you try to you know implement in your own life oh i can uh, that's easy for me uh, Six years back, when I met this gentleman, Dhiraj Sharma, <laughs> uh, that was my first stint in a service organization. I was an all-in products and mm. right, a very different animal uh, for all those uh, who know what I'm talking about. There's one very great advice he gave, which still sticks to me, uh, is quite literally etched in my heart. He said, "Whatever you do, mm. do it with love. Mm. It'll show." Mm. I think that's probably one of the best advices, right? So, you uh, uh, it's not just professionally, even personally, right? Mm. You do anything, just try and put love in it. Mm. It will show and the the kind of positive energy mm. spreads around. Mm. Um, I I think that that's probably one of the mm. best advices I have got uh, mm. and and it so happens that, that it comes from this <laughs> come from this gentleman. <laughs> so there is now you are on the spot what Yeah, it's only one piece of advice that you will uh, say keep a very close eye on cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes you don't take not so nice decisions and you know, let everybody know what mm. you are doing by doing but I mean you know cash will make you run for the next month mm. and, and that's it's very pertinent and important advice you know uh, i always like believe not to have too much cash in my wallet because <laughs> you just spend it right i think whether it's a personal life or uh, or your company the more cash you have the more you'll burn through it of course now we are all running for cash because of demand but <laughs> 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 different yeah i think it's also a very great positive to that right and we have become very cognizant of what we are spending which we would probably not have thought right. spending if we didn't have this right right if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan. Okay, great. So let's get back on topic now. So uh So let's assume that we have a like very nice vendor, you know, who uh, even after saying that okay, we want to move things in house, is very supportive. Maybe you know the vendor for a long time, you've worked with them several times, etc., etc. Yep. Um, so uh, let's talk about some of the boring but essential stuff. So some of the things that I can think of off the top of top of my head is like uh, proper documentation. you know making sure you have access to all the necessary systems the systems are handed over to you whatever the hosting you know the cloud services etc are all transferred to you uh, maybe the processes are also transferred to you and the other thing that i have written down here is continued support you know after you move the uh, yeah. move the product in house uh, so that your team can rely on them for a small period of time yeah. uh, so does that cover kind of everything or is there something more that uh, startups need to think of when they oh. yes yeah okay so before i'm 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 getting anandir can address this question very well i just want to add a little bit uh, in that context of this question 
it is extremely important that when you move away from the, your vendor and go in house uh, to not burn bridges with that person mm. Mm. yes you will never know when you want to use his services again right typically for a temporary phase right suddenly right. you want to do something very fancy big and you just don't have the team to do that right. you don't have five more people to do that stuff right right and that person already knows the stuff he already mm. knows the whatever dynamics and the how the whole organization right. works right so so try your best not to burn bridges right try right. out cleanly out of the relationship mm. yeah right. put it on a pause you know as opposed to kind of cut the cord right right that's that's a nice one that's uh, uh, that's from a soft skills perspective i think that's a that's a very good piece of advice so anything else from technology perspective doesn't matter didn't be from technology perspective um, could be from a Uh, from a one thing that I can share that we ourselves tried is we we try to hire the whole vendor team here so that mm. we don't have to go looking out for hunting. Mm. But obviously, mm. that's that's a possibility, right? That's a possibility. I right. mean, it's a remote possibility, but right. possibility nonetheless. We actually tried. It. We oftentimes we don't think about these remote possibilities, but right. that's something we tried. Right. So perhaps that can work for some of our listeners. Right. Um. Everything I think else everything else is yeah. pretty much the same, right? I mean, the whole nine yards documentation and the rigor. I don't think we need to cover this. Right. Well known in the industry. Right. Right. And uh, maybe change the passwords and stuff like that once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that's a fantastic point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, so we are. Uh, you also spoke about infrastructure and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? So, uh, one. I think it's a no-brainer these days that you know you either. Uh, at least especially startups like us and which are not financially very uh, sensitive mm. if you are not dealing with any sensitivity and going the cloud way is the best way right i'm sure many of our user listeners will agree mm. uh, we also did the same gone through amazon web services mm. and uh, it is important while it is very easy and dynamic and you can set up your own environment it's also important to ensure that you know most of these applications especially complicated ones uh, will have a lot of strings attached mm. and when you are trying to change one password you don't know what the impact going to be elsewhere and uh, definitely the vendor may have even in good uh, mm. will may have forgotten about mentioning that and mm. it some one day it just hits you in production when you mm. decide to change the password so please obviously it's a no brainer that you got to make sure that you see all those aspects through and Mm. one very good thing we did is we also made sure that there was one release overlap which the in-house team actually did independently with the vendor backing mm. up mm. so that gives a kind of comp- i mean a, mm. you know good amount of confidence, uh, confidence in the team and uh, they know that there's a fallback mechanism so it just eases out the entire pressure mm. on their mm. uh, mind so mm. I, and i think the other uh, thing that i can think of is like when you uh when you're doing like a transfer from uh, vendor uh, in in uh, into in house uh, uh, maybe don't t- don't change things unless it is fully transition you know if vendor is using amazon like and you have a tie up with google for google cloud don't try to take it from amazon i, I mean sounds obvious and uh, maybe it's uh, it's a very obvious thing maybe it's not really a great tip but it's uh, an obvious thing but it's an important uh, mm-hmm. if you really think of it right ram mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to be taking uh, drastic changes when you are actually already going through a phase of change and mm-hmm. trying to bring in out right mm-hmm. uh, unless it's 
absolutely necessary that your company has suddenly changed policy because uh, you know Azure is giving you a greater deal than Amazon. Mm. That's a different issue than altogether, mm. right? But I would still recommend that try not to change things. because too many moving parts right. becomes right. a headache right so so try to maybe start with just getting the whole thing in house like instead of somebody else yeah. instead of x taking care of it start with y taking y care taking of it. it then you start implementing whatever changes you want yeah, uh, on top of that one one other very uh, probably a very nuanced thing right but uh, we are also very clear that when the transition is happening the vendor will only take care of features that were already there in the app mm-hmm. so we took a conscious decision that any new feature that we are going to build in the app for example right mm-hmm. in the product mm-hmm. will not be given to the vendor the in-house team starts doing it right so mm-hmm. take some calculated but clear cut decisions mm-hmm. that you are very clear that okay future Mm. Uh, features that mm. you need to build in will be done by this in-house team, mm. and the, all the older ones, obviously, for better turnaround time, things the vendor mm. does it. So some amount of overlap will be there, but mm. you got to be very clearly and micromanage, so to speak, this mm. overlap. So from the business point of view, I'll just uh, like to mention that. Uh, irrespective of what kind of background you come from and what processes you put in place. Uh, please anticipate that the handover. when that happens there will be a set of dolram there will be mm-hmm. yes, yes there will be we lost an entire month cycle yes there will the be whole process there will be yeah. so don't i mean don't beat yourself mm-hmm. beyond a point you know just anticipate yeah. build it into so you build your whatever monthly or you know, by whatever to once into once over fortnight uh, second minded assume you lose one or two cycles mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost two cycles. We lost it. We lost also. I mean, yeah. when and we, we thought we had covered mm-hmm. every. And that is in an optimistic scenario, right? Yeah, you, you will, you will lose. I mean, you know, right. I mean, don't plan to lose. I mean, uh, <laughs> but anticipate that. So don't beat yourself uh, too much because we did. I mean, uh, we were really, really anxious at that point in time. In hindsight, we say, you know, you know what, that it had to happen. Yeah, while it uh, NDAs, extremely important. Oh yes, get NDAs signed by all of your vendors. Hmm. That this is before the before you begin the before you begin the yeah. okay okay we did not get that done mm-hmm. thankfully our vendors were you know uh, helpful enough to kind of get get that done on a you know back dated and they still kind of happily signed that up mm-hmm. no problem but yeah no please don't don't and then the rush to move forward mm-hmm. don't skip that so mm-hmm. w and days right right forward. make sure proper contracts are in place yeah, even. Yeah. even before doing the outsourcing absolutely right i mean because they are on contract they are out of your mind right otherwise right. you have to have all those things in your mind while planning and it just plays on your mind mm-hmm. yeah some of these things you know uh, sometimes we may think you know man this is a huge legal speak and all you know mm-hmm. i don't know if i'll be able to understand that actually it is not mm-hmm. uh, if if any one of our listeners is very afraid of the, the legal speak that typically mm-hmm. ends up in ndas or contracts and all mm-hmm. actually it is not it, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of uh, templates and samples available on the web mm-hmm. you know download them go through it peacefully actually very simple yeah and and tell you is not just over the last 20 years i've mm-hmm. realized it mm-hmm. even in my previous venture which was about 15 odd years ago right. uh, moments of reading it right and it is uh, mostly it is plain english if right. you have a question you always know a lawyer friend right if you don't know somebody you know will know some right <laughs> they can help you understand that clause or they can simplify it down or right. you just remove that clause and put in your simplified language right right so so again i've i've uh, read about this or heard heard somebody speak about this it's like uh, 
you know, you're not building these NDAs and contracts and clauses to fight it out in court yeah. because if it ever gets to that, you know, yeah. nobody's going to win. Yeah. It's it's just for your own A gentleman's comfort. promise, really. Yeah. No, it's like yeah. a gentleman's promise, right? I mean, yeah, really yeah it's, you're just putting it in writing so that <laughs> later on it's not he said, uh, you know, no, no, you said this, I said this. It's it's all there in writing. It needn't be great legal terms, like yeah. you say. It could be simple templates. Yeah. It, it needn't have like complex legal yeah. language in it. Uh, I mean, if if there is legal language and it's vetted by a lawyer, great. Uh, ideally, it should be. Yeah. Uh, but any documentation and any contract is better than yeah. no contract. Not right? yeah. so most of the like most of the work that people do at this point of time, uh, while it is legal language, it is not like Greek and Latin. Right. Uh, seriously, and here it is not being Latin. Just start reading through it, you'll understand. It is not very complicated. Mm-hmm. Just uh, go through that. It, it's it's okay, no problem. And as and you are not no longer a whatever like developer or a product manager or whatever, right? You are now running the company. Right. You got to do this. The CEO as who well will as do the it? Lawyer who will do it? Who will do it? You got to do it. Right. Right. So, right. So there. So great chat, guys. I think we have like a couple more questions. I think this was a very nice and free-flowing conversation. Uh, uh, so thank you so much for making it like fun and interesting. Hopefully for our listeners, too, <laughs> definitely for me. Let's move on to the last couple of questions. So, are there any uh, books, uh, tools, resources that you can recommend? Of course, like. Uh, uh, Listeners can check out your own app, uh, Play Ablo uh, is yeah. the app name on the Play Store. Uh, it's uh, it's an educational app for uh, grades 1 to 5 uh, for CBC kids. Playablo.com is the website and uh, that's Playablo is an example of a company that has actually moved uh, technology uh, in-house from an outsourced MVP so it's not uh, what we're talking about is not here just some theory it's like practical Playablo has actually done it so any any books resources uh, could be anything to do with startups or outsourcing or getting it back in, yeah. in maybe project management I don't know this I think I think uh, the best wisdom that we have gained perhaps is the experience the vast experience Deeraj and Aisha almost 40 years of experience between mm. us I don't think there is any parallel to that. Mm. Books can give you good theoretical knowledge, but mm. unless you put it in practice, mm. have experience that, mm. uh, I would say that's probably our single most powerful mm. weapon. Uh, mm. We knew the mm. difficulties. We were mm. not gung-ho about saying we will do it the best way, but we knew that we had to mm. plan for certain failures mm. and mm. Uh, we were not shell-shocked when those things happened. Mm. You know, you've got to go through the motions. And mm. I R- don't right, Anand, but uh, I mean, obviously not everybody has that experience. Right? Yeah, obviously. Experience. So, very, what can very, we do? Yeah, yeah. there's a very... Uh, tools, I'm not very sure. I'm, uh, I'm sure could be books from a technological point of view, I think it's a no-brainer. You, you have to have all the chain control mechanism in place. There's a very good book called uh, Managing Change, I think. It was an IBM publishing. It's quite way about 10 years back, I guess. Uh, I know it was IBM published book, uh, Managing Change. Managing that change. Okay. talks about not as a big conglomerate like an IBM or HP or uh, whatever, right? Mm. It talks about how do you manage change across the board. It mm. applies to startups, even even mm. as a startup as well as a, a big organization mm. or a mid-sized organization, mm. right? Two very clear things that they carve out is, mm. one is change is 
the only constant mm. obviously so mm. uh, more than anything you can have all the process all the great processes in place and all mm. the great people in place mm. but if there is a mindset mm. problem it can still you know derail your entire uh, so called great plan mm-hmm. so uh, a big publisher like an ibm also says you know mm. f- forget all these aspects mm. it's a mind change is the only constant if your team can appreciate that mm. it will be a very smooth sailing hopefully uh, better than what you planned mm. uh, and and the next bit is execute as per your plan mm-hmm. but adapt to changes okay these are the two key things from that book that i that really stood out when mm. i read this almost to decade mm. back right so i'll try to find that book and see yeah it's called can, managing change uh, we can we we'll see i'm we sure link that up i guess we yeah. can get some pdfs right. uh, through some search so i recommend a book called uh, hard thing about hard things when 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 her wits highly highly recommended right and you know if, if some of our listeners are looking for extremely hard hitting very on your face mm. uh for lack of better word I'll just say advice because it is you know absolutely truths out there you know mm. and completely uh, you know completely unrestrained mm. uh, highly highly recommended right? every single page that uh, of the book is absolutely fantastic right mm. uh, so yeah that that's the book I'll recommend most people to kind of go through it kind of uh, when you can okay excellent so we have just one final question but before that Uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you they obviously can go to playablo the store and i know both you guys have uh, are active on facebook linkedin twitter so uh, except uh, i think anand uh, does not 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 on facebook not on facebook so we'll link all that up on the show notes uh, but uh, there is an email uh, that uh, founders can reach uh, uh, reach out to you right? yeah so like i said last time uh, we ha- our tagline is stay curious so curious at playablo.com the emails get to us so okay. that's the easiest way okay, if you don't remember our names right. so curious at playablo.com curious at playablo.com uh, is the way to get in touch with these uh, uh, wonderful founders uh, now i'll move on to the final question so since you guys have been already on the podcast you know what this is so uh, one gyan with regards to uh, I, i don't know moving technology now after outsource mvp seems very strange uh, but maybe maybe there is a there is one single gyan that you can give uh, to moving technology now after outsource mvp or just general gyan i'll make it simpler for you guys general gyan for startups so i th- i think dheeraj has already mentioned that important point right? while it's important to plan everything meticulously be ready that something is going to fail mm. how you react to that is what is going to be difference between success and failure okay so that would be my gyan excellent agarananda once again is like uh, tagged on you <laughs> used your uh, saying as his gyan so you are on the yeah, other thing i want to mention before it uh, getting the right team that uh, aligns is a is a cultural fit mm. you know right. a lot of us kind of end up hiring people you know what as high for java high for sql right i mean which is good right you of course you want to do that right mm. uh, but i i'm not sure if all of us are spending enough time to figure out that is the cultural fit mm. for your organization right so for when you move stuff in house mm. from a vendor to in house right so is is the person in house is going to take it forward right hopefully mm. for a for a number of years you know going mm. forward is it culturally fitting with what kind of uh organization you're setting up mm. very important more more important than technical yeah, so i can't uh, I, i can't underline the importance enough mm. of this piece 
uh, it seems very touchy feeling thing but mm. believe me i mean you are going to work with those people mm. day in day out mm. right you're going to be asking them to kind of slog their backside off on on not so nice days right, right. if they don't fit in with you right. uh, culturally right it's going to be extremely painful for the whole ecosystem yeah right. it's a very fragile ecosystem you are going to be you are right. right so yeah that's it excellent excellent advice and uh, great uh, uh great uh, information and advice guys so thank you so much once again uh, for taking your time out uh, it was a real pleasure once again <laughs> talking with you guys thank so you. thanks a lot thank you sure. so much for thank having you. us once again. all right thank you folks for tuning in i hope that was useful and interesting do check out our show notes at foundersgyan.com/ep75 for links to all that we talk about on the show and also our archive at foundersgyan.com for 74 other interviews and do tune in next week for yet another interesting topic with another founder until then bye bye and ciao